I'm ready. Mm-hmm. This podcast is brought to you by Chicken Tenders and Fries with Honey Mustard Sauce. Chicken Tenders and Fries with Honey Mustard Sauce. What are you, six? <laughs> no, I'm 26. Friendly's had it right, though, and I'm surprised that no other restaurant's done this, where they just put all the dipping sauces on a bougie-ass rack. I know. Charge $17 for them shits. Not even freaking McDonald's does that. McDonald's needs to step up the game. They should just no, they don't. all the sauces in one bag. I don't know why they're so stingy with their sauces. I'm already giving you $5 for something that costs you two cents to make. Mm-hmm. All right, dude? You are now entered without trace. McDonald's came out with a new menu item today. McDonald's? Yeah. Oh, the spicy. No, what, no, that wasn't today. The Travis Scott meal. What the hell is that? It's a double quarter pounder with cheese, right? Served with a medium fry and a beverage. So it's pretty basic, but a side of barbecue sauce. And it's got bacon on it, I think. Let me see. It's six bucks, which is, I think, is a pretty good deal. If I were to be in fast food. Listen, I... I'm not drinking this week. I'm waiting until Friday night. Oh my god, it's called the Cactus Jack. It's a quarter pounder with cheese, sizzling bacon, crisp lettuce, medium fries with barbecue sauce to dip. Oh, and specifically a Sprite. This is boring to me. The fact that Travis Scott got his own meal at a fucking fast food restaurant, this motherfucker is corporate. He was always like... Yeah, didn't he date Kylie Jenner? Still does, might. Exactly. They have a kid together. They reproduce. She's literally. But it's just. She's but it's just literally made of plastic. But my dude was like. He was such an underground king at one point, man. He went so corporate. Well. That's like when Wiz Khalifa first started. Like he was making, shit to smoke weed to for a long time, and like, back then, like if you put marijuana in a music video, like that was a risky thing. Now everybody does it, right? Yeah. This is like 2010. He finally goes a little major with that song, Black and Yellow. And I just remember being pissed off. I'm like, damn, Wiz changed, man. He's going mainstream. I can only imagine that there's some Travis Scott stands that kind of be feeling the same way. Yeah. That's how you got to feel with everyone. Still makes dope tracks, but shit. I wish I would have seen him uh, at Boston Calling that year with Tame Impala. But instead, I set up for that fucking wedding. Whack shit. What up, Downtown Rats? I Power, Ali No Bolt, Piva here. Your Mc- bo- McDonald's. <laughs> your, boy's got a, here. your boy's got another uh, DJ gig under his belt. Did another wedding this past Saturday. Didn't know what a garter was. Is that like a very regular thing at a wedding, or is that old-fashioned? Are you kidding me? That's like the bouquet. It's really? like one of the biggest parts of a wedding, yeah. Why do all the weddings I go to just not have that involved? I literally researched this for my sister's bridal shower because I had, um, I typed up like traditions and stuff. Okay, my laptop's being demented. Um, and there was like a, 
a tradition in olden times was that the girl would throw her own garter into a crowd of guys, but the guys would like get into such like a crazy frenzy and like the groom would be like scared for the bride's life. That Let me fuck your bitch, Brian. Now <laughs> <Yeah>, the bride. <laughs> I mean, it's it's something that's all the way up your thigh. Like, it's basically like throwing your underwear into a crowd of men. So, like, back in, like... <sighs> yeah, exactly. Back in, like, each oh, room, they were probably like... <sighs> yeah. Like, yeah, so... Right. Now the guy does it, and the girl throws her flowers. Mm-hmm. Girls. Um, but, yeah, that's been a thing forever. I don't know how you didn't know There's just some things... Is. It's like I've never seen Forrest Gump. I had to admit that to a friend the other day. Like You've never seen Forrest Gump? You told you have seen it i was embarrassed okay we're watching it right i now. i haven't seen so a lot know. of movies well we're gonna watch the rest of the heat bucks game no, and then uh, no. it's an important game can you actually shut it off so you don't get distracted during this i'm not i'm being very good about this it's not on yet so <laughs> i'll see you in the third quarter guys. yeah yeah exactly by the time this comes out tomorrow, this will probably be a wasted take, but I think the Bucks are going to win the whole series because it's 2020, and why wouldn't the team come back from yeah, down 3-0? bet any money on that. I did not go to Tiverton today. Do not Good. worry. Um, I did win two games of fall, guys. I stayed in. So this is why I think you should enjoy me getting into the video game this hobbit podcast is getting so boring no, no. you're talking about mcdonald's meals and and video that's what games. podcasts are about i can talk about whatever the fuck i want and if you don't want to hear it get out of here okay bye <laughs> but no i'm fall saying guys, fall guys, fall guys. no for the people that don't know what fall guys is it's basically Everybody like what it is. i don't think so okay so fall guys <laughs> is basically fortnite animation meets battle royale via mario party obstacle course it's hella fun there's three buttons it's hella addicting. You start with 60 people, and there's like basically five rounds, and then finally there's only one winner. And I played for hours, never won, and I won not once, but I won twice today. And if I wasn't doing that, you know where I might be? Gambling. So I think you should like me playing video games because no. it keeps me out of the casino. I would like it better <laughs> if you were doing something productive. Jesus. How about you like knit a sweater or something? Knit a sweater. Yeah. Knit a, knitting a sweater is more productive than playing video games. But I knit you a sweater with my tears, the way you're rashing on my hobby right now. We're the SpongeBob. With my tears. <laughs> Listen. What? I'm not drinking until Friday night because I drank all weekend, probably since Wednesday, I would say. Maybe since even last week, or at least like a glass of wine at night or whatever. And. I felt like garbage all day. I woke up hella anxious. I was had hella anxiety at work for no reason. And you want to talk about shit that nobody cares about? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're fine, fam. Yeah, no one cares. Sorry. I'll uh, no. go fuck myself. <laughs> I know the next thing I'm gonna say you're just gonna shit on. Okay. Oh, who gives a fuck about that? Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear. I ate a blueberry today and it was good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Go ahead, top that one. I'm wearing purple socks right now. I never is owned a pair in my life. Is that literally? Is that literally what what you were gonna say? You'll never know. That's for me to know and for you to find out. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. So. Transition here. 
Speaking of socks, when do you wear socks? I wear socks all the time because... All right, well... Well, you were going to follow up with that right away? My bad. No, go ahead. I wear socks all the time because after I broke my leg, I got nerve damage on the top of my toes. So the top of my ring toe and a piece of my pinky toe are numb. And by wearing socks, it makes it not feel weird. All right, so I wear them all the time. Way to be depressing. But I used to sleep with socks on for years because you'd bitch at me about leaving them in the bottom of the bed. Anyway, <laughs> do you wear socks when it's warm or when it's cold out? That was when I was, <laughs> what I was, <laughs> when do you Sorry. wear socks? Oh, I'm just all the time. Talk. Sorry. Uh, I wear socks all the time, yeah, because I don't wear, I, I'll, I'll never wear sandals with fucking all right, anyway. Toes out. Uh, let me speak for all the normal people. Uh, you wear <laughs> socks when it's cold out, right? Right. So I'm going to talk about the dead bodies on Mount Everest. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> I wish this was filmed. <laughs> I just did like the stupidest chicken dance while I was saying that. <laughs> Do, uh... Do dead people in coffins wear socks? Or are they... What? Like, I'm just Ian. worrying, like... Ian, no. Do dead people wear socks? Yes. Yeah? They're fully dressed. They put them... They go to the grave in some uncomfortable-ass dress shoes? That mm-hmm. sucks. Imagine if, like, when you went to heaven or whatever, you had to... Like, when you showed up in heaven, you showed up in what you were buried in, and that's what the outfit you had to wear for eternity. Your parents put you in some terribly... Your parents? No, no, no I'm saying, like... Uh, hypothetically, whoever decided, or your children decided to put you in some terribly fitted suit. I can't believe I just fucking said that. I just assumed my parents did all the important shit. Like, I never made, I don't know, my bad. Well, your kids will be, like, adults at that point, so, if you have kids. Not if I'm, like, 50. I'm gonna be an old dad. Alright. And pull up to the function. Um... I'm old enough to be your grandpa! Because there's gonna be somebody else there that's, like, 23 that had their kid at, like, 18. We're talking about kindergarten. I'm going to be the 57-year-old kindergarten dad. You're going to be 57 years <laughs> old. I'm sorry to tell you that, Ian, but if you're having kids with me, that would be impossible. So you better get yourself a nice young trophy wife if you're 57 and having a kindergartner. I don't think you know how that works. Accidents you know happen. Menopause is? Accidents happen. Do you know what menopause is? It's like... So women don't have children. <laughs> I really don't. It's <laughs> another piece of information that just <laughs> stuck past me. All right. Anyway, this is not the podcast today. This is sex. <laughs> we can't have it. We can't have that episode if you want because what I know you. What is menopause? I know you don't know anything. Me? What do I have to Google? No, I, no I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to wait until another episode to tell you what it is. Fuck off! I'm going to Google it as soon as this episode's over. Yeah. Right. You're going to forget. Bitches on menopause. Blah. I remember like people would always say that back in the day about like a grumpy older woman. Yeah. Like a skateboarder. Like when I was a skate rat. You go to Cumbies and they'd be like, get out of the way. And they'd be like, bitch, you're on menopause. But I didn't know what it meant. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Okay, I, I got one more. It's like when you'd like somebody would try to talk shit to you, and then you'd be like, "Hey, nice shirt." That come with a dick in your mouth. Like, imagine having a thirteen-year-old say that to you. Like, how? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I. Uh... I kicked like shit out of that kid. I'd be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't that's... believe I used to say that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I don't understand why your ass hasn't been kicked yet. I hit a growth spurt early. They're like, "Man, that kid's tall. I don't want to fuck with him. He looks athletic." 
he looks like he could punch me directly on my soft spot. I don't want to mess with him. <laughs> it's like one time I said that to like a stadium full of like we were at a game and it was like the first period and we got into beef with somebody. I literally said that to some lady. I was like, hey, nice share. Did that come with a dick in your mouth? And then I had to sit behind them for two more periods of the hockey game. <laughs> Like fucking. This is why we can't take you anywhere. <laughs> I would never All say right. that. Now I was sober when I said that shit. Like, think okay. about it. Damn. All right, go ahead. So I thought about this dead body topic. Yeah, dead bodies on Mount Everest. Um, because when me and Joey got scared of the hornets on Sunday and ran inside, Joey was telling me about how there's two sides to the mountain, and one side is way more treacherous than the other side. So if there's like a storm on one side, people can try to climb on the other side, but it's almost guaranteed that you'll die. Also, so what are you supposed to do? You just die if there's a storm. Um, well, I'll talk about everything right. that happens on the mountain. Have you heard about the bodies on Mount Everest? Isn't that where, before? Isn't that where Oatsy is or whatever? Oatsy? Yeah, the Iceman. You never I had to study no the ice. Idea. The Iceman in fourth grade. Oatsy. I have no idea what you're talking about you never had to study the ice man like in fourth grade or some shit i don't think so all right never mind i studied we studied juanita she was frozen on a mountain damn were you talking about like ancient people yeah i don't know it was just the ice man it wasn't george gervin though okay okay, i don't know what that means george gervin was a basketball player and his nickname was the ice man because he had ice in his veins because he was clutch (laughs) okay (laughs) all right uh yeah i also watched a mount everest documentary when i was younger with it followed a group of people getting to the top and it's really cool have you ever watched that nah okay so before we get started would you ever climb mount everest if i was in shape (laughs) so cnn has an article on if you're dreaming of climbing Mount Everest, this is what you have to do. All right. All right. When do you think... I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. When do you think is the best time to climb? Like time of the day or there's time of one, the year? There's one month in the whole year that you can climb Mount Everest. Uh, I'm going to say... June. Close. May. Because it's right before monsoon season, and it's right after it's, like, warm enough to go up there. But the summer in the Himalayas is monsoon season, so you don't want to climb a mountain in a monsoon. Where are the Himalayas? Um, let me pull up a map, exactly. Where they are. Everest is in Asia, right? Yes. I'm ever, not going to judge you on that because yeah. I am terrible at geography as well. Have you ever ridden Expedition Everest at Disney World? And a big, uh, a Bigfoot's fucking chasing you back down the roller coaster. You ride all the way up to the end and then you ride down in reverse. It's fucking sick. It's located in eastern Nepal. Word. So it's the international border between Nepal and China. Yep. Runs through it. All right. So... Next, next question. Where Damn. So in the last fifteen, for the first fifteen minutes of this podcast, I don't know what menopause is. Menopause is. I don't know where Everest is. 
And I've this never is, seen Forrest Gump. People are going to think why, I'm a fucking moron. Well, why do you well, listen to me? Well, don't worry. I will tell you where Everest is and you'll remember for the rest of your life. Nepal. I will tell you we can watch Forrest Gump right after this. So that will be a, um, a treat for you. And um, this is why we have this podcast because I know you don't know anything. So. All I know is sports and breathing. Exactly. Sucks. Exactly. Okay. So the trip begins between the border of Nepal and Tibet. Um, there are many possible routes, but the majority of Everest climbers usually choose between two of them. One is called the I wrote that down. Sorry. One is called the South Coal route from the Nepal side, and one is called the North Coal route from the Tibet Tibetan side. What's funny is I was doing this research and then we were like, I turned on Family Guy for like a second and the episode of Family Guy was him climbing Mount Everest, which was really weird. That's dope. But there's a scene where like they zoom out and they're like, hey, those mountains, it's, it's God and Jesus and they're looking at a globe and they're like naming countries. And God is like, yo, that, that country has like those mountains look like huge nipples. And Jesus is like, well, you can't name it Nipple. And he's like, Nepal. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yo. It's so good, though. Like, how do you even think of that stuff? It's so funny. Okay. You have all day to <clears throat> chef something up. Here's another question. How long does it take to climb Mount Everest? Three days. Try two months. What? <laughs> it takes about two months to climb Mount Everest from bottom to top. Why? It's so tall. What do you mean? But it's like five miles tall. Like, you can walk yeah, but five vertical, miles. You can't vertical climb five miles. So what are you going to like go up like 200 feet, take a break? Like, damn. Yeah. Why does it take that long? Does it say? It says, the climbers along with staff members and Sherpa guides. Do you know what Sherpas are? Uh, I know that Travis Scott came out with a Sherpa fleece jacket in that line for Cactus Jack. That's the second Travis Scott fact of the day. The climbers would spend nearly two weeks hiking to the Everest base camp. So you have to hike from the thing to the base camp of Everest, which is an altitude of 17,000 feet. That takes two weeks just to get to the base camp. Damn. Then they spend about two weeks adjusting to the altitude. Because you can't breathe up there. So you just chill for two weeks? So this is us breathing at literally, there's the water right there, zero. Yep. You know how when you like go in New Hampshire, it's like hard to breathe? That's like nothing. Uh-huh. 17,000 feet in the air is a lot. That's why a lot of football players, when they play in Denver, they call it the Mile High City, and they get all gassed, and they need oxygen on the sideline because they're a mile high, and they're not adjusted to yeah. the altitude. Um, yeah, a mile. Imagine... What's 17,000 divided by 5,600? 5,280? Yeah. Uh, that would be like 3.36. Exactly. So one mile up, three miles up. Okay. How much does it cost? <laughs> yeah, you have to pay to do this. <laughs> it's like fucking torture. You have to pay to do this. How much do you think it costs? In dollars or euros? Dollars. So you could only do it one month out of the year. But if it takes two months to do it, what? 
all right, so if there's only a certain time that you can do it, that means their whole economy well, relies on this. Yeah. I'm going to say $21,000. Anywhere, climbers can pay anywhere from $35,000 to $100,000. Does that include gear and oxygen? Yep, so the cost includes $11,000 for the climbing permit. You have to get a permit to climb because they don't want all these fucking people suing them for going up and then dying. You know? Well, obviously those people wouldn't sue them, but everyone else. Um, it also covers medical care, food, and support from the Sherpa guides. You have to pay the Sherpas to help you. Yeah, yeah. Bottled oxygen and tents, sleeping bags, boots, high-altitude gear, everything. It's mad weird. It's like you pay to go on vacation like that, and then... Is that a vacation? I wouldn't think Somebody's that. probably going to die amongst your squad. It's like... I don't even know. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to tell you all the the camps that you do. Okay. So there's the base camp which is at 17,000 feet which I told you about. Um and then there's a camp called Icefall which is 18,000 to 20,000 which is similar uh but there's um possibility of avalanches killing you uh those big ice things falling from like cliffs and stuff. Basically everything can kill you. And then you get to camp one, which is called Valley of Silence. And in all of these places, you have to like camp, like you have to like set up your camp so your body can adjust to it. So these people are here for like, if there's a storm going by, they're there for like a couple days, just up there. Who just gets like two months off to be able to do that? Um, people that do this for a living. Uh, yeah. Camp 2 is at 21,000 feet. It doesn't have a name. Camp 3 is called Lotos Wall, and it's basically... It says, imagine sliding a fun icy slope on a sunny winter day. Only this one <laughs> is, is 4,000 feet high. Yeah. So you basically have to, when you're in that zone, you have to, like, you're ice picking the whole way up. Oh, my God. Camp four. the fuck? The last camp is called the Death Zone, and that's at 26,000 feet. So that's where people die? The most. They die everywhere because of all the avalanches and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So at 26,000 feet, like, how long do you camp up there for? I feel like you don't chill up there for very long. Oh, yeah, no, you you have to. Yeah. Because if you can't make it to the top, then... Because yeah. the top, I think, is like 2,000 more feet above. I yep. think it's like 28,000 feet total. So you just got to, like, chill there and wait for everybody else to come back? Yeah. Oh. So today, more than 300 people have died attempting to reach the summit since 1922, which was the first expedition. That's way less than I thought. How many people try? Uh, like... I think it's like one in seven people die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot. Uh, it's definitely not like, oh, if I get in my car right now, I could die or could not die. Yeah. Which is what I get nervous of every time I step in my car. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year, due to the rising climates, the, they don't even know how many bodies are up there. The bodies of last cli- lost climbers that were never found before began emerging from the snow and the ice because the ice is all melting, so now there's, like, more bodies up there that are just, like, sliding down. 
The last full year without any known deaths was 1977, a year in which only two people reached the top. So there's people that, like, like the amount of people that make it to the top are, like, very, very few. But the amount of people that try climbing is a lot. Like, they'll do probably, like, between 200 and 300 people a year try to make it. But I don't know how many people make it up there a year. Um... So, not all bodies have been located, but if someone goes up and doesn't come down, you can always assume that they died, obviously. Or they got abducted by aliens. That could be another one. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. Um, But if they are up there, there's there's a lack of supplies and a lack of oxygen, so it's it's almost possible. I mean, and, and you can't, like, go anywhere else, you know? Yeah. Like... I don't know. Like a helicopter's not flying up there. Yeah, you know I mean? a, a helicopter can't. That's yeah. why there's so many bodies still up there because yeah. a helicopter can't even go that high. Yep. So uh, that was in the documentary I watched also. So the air is so thin at the top that you need oxygen tanks <clears throat> to make it up. But some people make it like their duty or, or what do you call um, destiny to make it to the top without using oxygen tanks, which is literally like oh, I'm going to go diving for two weeks without an oxygen tank underwater. Like, so they die every time? Not always. Some people make it. But it's like your ribs can like collapse. Like you're freaking, you lose like brain, <laughs> brain, pat, I don't even know what. You need oxygen. You can't whatever. So some people have made it without only to have complications later. The upper reaches of the mountain are known as the death zone, as I said. Um, which is all above 26,000 feet in the air. So you have to just, like, step over bodies to, like, get up there? Not always. You usually pass them, like, on the side. Yeah. At least they Um, went over to the side and they didn't die in the middle of the path. That would have been a dick move. It's like somebody's um, trying to ice pick up um, the fucking trail and they're just in the way, all dead and shit. They just freeze. Like, imagine you're walking and it's so... You know how when you're, like, walking and it's cold out and you're, like, moving really slow? Imagine that and then you just stop. And you can't move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep making fun of them. Can't you, like, bring them back? Because, like, isn't, like, Ted Williams frozen and, like, Walt Disney and shit? Like, they're frozen, so you could just thaw them out and bring them back, no? Elon Musk might Elon Musk might make something that uh, brings back old okay. frozen Billy. Yeah, we can ask. We can ask Elon Musk. Okay. Many of the deaths at high-altitude mountaineering have been caused by the effect of the death zone, either directly or indirectly. So directly is the loss of vital function, so your lungs collapse or something like that happens. Indirectly is because your body's so under stress or there's not enough oxygen going to your brain that you make stupid decisions and you end up, like, taking the wrong turn or you decide that, oh, I'm going to take a nap or something while you're hiking or you just, like... Um, have you ever, like seen people that have hypothermia and they take all their clothes off because yeah. they're like their body doesn't know how to deal with it? Yeah, they'll do stuff like that. <clears throat> yeah. So in the death zone, the human body cannot naturally acclimate. <clears throat> so usually, when you're like you're here, you go to Florida, your body assimilates, and then when you come back, it's like double what you thought it was. Your body can't naturally acclimate to the temperature up there, and the lack of oxygen it's the same thing as if you were to put someone on the moon you can't just oh all of a sudden grow gills and start breathing or whatever 
So when you, if you climb Mount Everest, sometimes they use bodies as checkpoints on the map. <laughs> so they'll give you a map and they'll say, you'll see this person here, this person here, this person here. Dude, that's hella intense. Yeah. Does that does that hundred thousand dollars include uh, going to Life a therapist insurance? for fucking PTSD after? No. Nope. <laughs> no, you have to pay for that after. Just hope you don't live in America, so then you can get that shit for free. If you die on the mountain, uh, most of these people don't even live in America, so yeah, right, they get no, free health care, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say like, do you have to pay a bunch of bills after? No. Okay. The majority. What's sad? It's kind of sad. The majority of deaths that occur are of the Sherpa mountain te- mountaineers, which is what I'll tell you about right now. So the Sherpas are a group of n- natives. The like actual name comes from the natives indigenous to the that region of Nepal, the Himalaya mountains. So because their bodies are naturally acclimated to the um, Himalayas, they're the ones that help people up the mountains. But because they're constantly helping people up the mountains, they account for the most deaths. I think they're like more than half the deaths are from Sherpas, which sucks because it's like, they're the ones that know the mountain. They're the ones that are helping you. They're doing, like they're risking their lives every day, you know? Fuck that. But it's like, what the hell else are you gonna do in the Himalayas? Maybe like farm some ice? I don't know. (laughs) Slush puppies for days, kid. Dude, for real. Um, so because they're like ex mountain experts, most, or like, if you talk about a mountain expert, you also call them a Sherpa. Like it's like a nickname for people that are experts at uh, at mountain climbing, basically. Hmm. Um, so one of these guys was named Babu Shiri Sherpa. And he holds a bunch of records. He held a bunch of records. He made it to the peak of Everest 10 times. Sick fuck. Yeah. It's like, that's like somebody doing the Rose Alley Beer Summit three times. It's like, why would you do that, fam? You, you already made it to the summit, bro. You don't have anything else to prove. Well, I guess he did. So at the time of his death, he held the record for the longest time on the summit, which is the top, 20 hours. And what do you do? the shortest climbing time from the base camp to the top, 16 hours. You just did it all in one shot, not taking a break. So it didn't take him two months? He must have the strongest lungs ever. All right. On his 11th Everest expedition in 2001, he fell into a crevice while taking photos and died. I almost feel like he deserved it. You didn't take pictures the first 10 times, bro? That's actually, yeah. Maybe he was taking pictures of, uh, maybe like a couple asked him to take pictures of them. Like he might have been with a couple or something. Fuck that. With a couple of people. Okay. The first recorded deaths on the mountain were, it was in 1922 when an avalanche blew through the British Mount Everest expedition. For some reason, this guy, George Mallory, who was an experienced climber at the time, says he blames himself for the deaths. I don't know how. I guess he was with them, but somehow everyone died but him in the avalanche, and he survived, and he was like, oh, yeah, it was totally my fault. What? Whatever. It was the first expedition tried without supplementary oxygen in 1922. So it was probably the mountain gods. If you <laughs> if you don't believe in mountain gods, this is the old, like, 
the main thing that should make you believe in mountain gods. Because literally every time someone's like, yeah, I'm going to try to go up there without fake oxygen. And the mountain's like, nope, 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 nope. It's a bad idea, bad idea, bad idea. <laughs> so the mountain sends an avalanche at you? I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like after all these deaths, people should just stay away from the mountain, but everyone has to do it because it's like, it's the same thing as like shark diving. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I want to swim with sharks. You know what the commonality between those two things is? Uh, adrenaline. White people. <laughs> Actually, Fucking well, the Sherpas are Take it easy, guys. Sherpas aren't white. Oh. But they help a lot of white people. Yeah, exactly. Fucking... I'll stop there. Okay. <laughs> so this guy, George Mallory, made another attempt with his friend, Andrew Sandy Irvine. Where did he get that nickname from? <laughs> He likes climbing sandy mountains. Oh, right. Sandy mountains, Andy. <laughs> uh, in 1924, <laughs> the pair were last seen about 800 feet, vertical feet, from the summit. I don't know how you can measure that, I guess, with your eyes. Yeah, that's about 800 feet. Um, it wasn't until... So they just assumed that they were dead because they were up there for so long it wasn't until 75 years later that the bodies were found well one mallory's body was found the other guy's body wasn't found um so and they made like several attempts to find them too so they went back in 1936 and only found his his axe and then in 1999 they finally found his frozen body which was completely preserved um like his all all of his uniform, his uniform had a name tag on it, and it literally said his name like clear as day on it. That's the freaky part of that. He had yeah. When that's the thing about about Mount Everest, your body is preserved there, but no one can carry you down because not only is there a lack of oxygen. Like if a group of people goes up there to try to get one person down, there's a probability that ten more people would die. Yeah. So like there's like you just leave them up there. That's why it's so like crazy because you leave them up there because you don't have enough oxygen to bring them down and you don't have enough like it's dangerous to bring them down anyway. And helicopters can't get up there. So like there's no way. Elon Musk needs to make a helicopter that can go that high. Okay, Elon Musk. <laughs> Hashtag helicopter. Yo, Elon, Him- if you're out there. Bro. Himalayan helicopter. I'm on the Elon Musk right now. I guess so. I can tell you've mentioned him like three times today. Okay. So, they were wondering if he had made it to the top. There's, they don't know if he made it to the top or not. Shut the fuck up. What? No, no, you know, I just thought of what? when we watched that show Hoops and how everything just compares back, goes reverts back to little man Tate. Oh, yeah. You know what, I don't know you what, know what movie is. this guy reminds me of? And the kids are like, little man Tate coach. And he's like, yeah, little man Tate. Sorry. Okay. I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> I had to cut you off for that. I'm a, I'm a fucking so asshole. they don't know if they made it to the top or not because obviously they're dead. There's a rope around um, Mallory, so they think that. Um, I mean, they were both climbing, and they think that they both fell, um, but they can't find the other Sandy, poor Sandy's body. It looked like Mallory was. They were tied together, and then the rope broke, and they both fell. Um, but. Mallory said that when he got to the top, he was going to put a picture of his wife at the summit. Because you have, there's like a, um, basically like a shrine to all the people that have made it up there. Mm-hmm. 
And the picture of his wife wasn't in his wallet, so they think he did make it to the top. And, like, everything else in his wallet was preserved. And then the picture was disappeared from the top? No, I don't think anyone's seen it at the top yet. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe it blew away, like, right, yeah, exactly. whatever, but... It, the, the thing is, it wasn't in his wallet, which he had in his wallet, and everything in his wallet was preserved, so... They also say that Sandy, who they haven't found yet, had a Kodak camera on him. And Kodak said that because, like, everything's preserved, you can probably find that camera and be able to take the pictures off of it. So if they ever find him with the pictures, it's going to be, like, insane. It'll be worth a lot of money. Yeah, definitely. All right. Have you ever heard of Green Boots? He's, like, one of the most famous bodies you see on the mountain because... Because um, he has orange boots? Yeah, exactly. No, um, he's technically unidentified, but everyone... Th- I mean, he has bright green boots. You can only, like... Yeah. Someone must have claimed him, whatever. Um, he is believed to be Tizwang Palajor. I am so sorry. It was such you a can- terrible <laughs> fashion statement that nobody wanted to be his friend. They're like, I don't fucking know that guy. Look at those fucking boots. No, stop. <laughs> stop, making fun of the, stop making fun of the victims. I don't fuck with people at sea level only. Get out of here. Anyway. That's my job. So he was an Indian climber who died on Everest in 1996. Uh, probably because it was the worst recorded year of climbing. A total of 15 climbers died just in that year. And eight all in one day when there was a two day long blizzard in May. All expeditions from the north side of the mountain encounter his body. Um, It's curled up in a limestone alcove, which is like where he was basically taking shelter at the time, or maybe he got like pushed in there. And it's, and it's like a cave. It's called green boots cave because it's all in there. Um, It's full of empty oxygen bottles because everyone that's there just like throws their shit in there. And it's at... Tw- oh, so they fucking litter. They don't even take their trash off the mountain. It's at 27,900 feet. Um, so it's about 2,000 feet from the last camp. So he was making his way up. And about 80% of climbers take shelter at his cave. Oh! Yeah. So you so literally sleep go... sleep with a dead body? Yes. Oh! Yeah. Um, what the fuck, yeah. dude? Yeah. This is also the famous spot of David Sharp's death in 2006 when he decided to take a solo expedition um, and took shelter in the cave just like everyone else did. But many groups of people passed him as he was dying and he literally was asking for help for hours and no one helped him because they were... It's like at that point... In 2006, it was probably $100,000 to make it up there. So all these people were like, fuck this. I'm making it to the top. I spent my money and just basically walked by him while he was like... I was like, saying, in 2006, people lost compassion. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. I don't know when exactly that happened, but in 2006, no one had compassion anymore, really. Um, <gasps> but many groups of people, about 30 to 40 people, reported passing him. And so he's dead in the, the cave too? Yeah, a lot of people... Th- well, I think they brought him down, actually. A lot of people think that... Thought that he was green boots. They just thought, like, they were like, oh, there's, like, a dead body, whatever. But he was, like, suffering from from hypothermia for, like, a full day. 
and no one helped him. He was asking everyone for help. And I think at one point, one guy, like, walked over to him and, like, was helping him. And then he was like, oh, no, I got to make it to the top. And left him there. But that's why his, like, death it was, like, all over the news and shit. Because he was, like, this famous climber. And no one helped him. At all. That's why you don't go on climbing trips alone. Especially uh, on Everest. That sounds miserable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Who are you gonna bitch to when shit gets tough? Yeah, I know. Man, this fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, wait. This story's... Okay. Because you bitching to green boots? Yeah, man, I know. I'm fucking hurting, man. Yeah. Jesus. It's insane. I'm an awful person. No. These, these people are awful people. All right. In May of 1998, Francis Arsentiev and her husband, Sergei, arrived at the base camp on Mount Everest. On May 17th, they, they made their way from that base camp to the advanced base camp. Um, okay. So, uh, and then on May, so May 17th, they left the base, ca- the base camp to go to the advanced base camp. And then the following day, May 18th, they reached 25,000 feet. And then on May 19th, the next day, they reached Camp, camp 4, which is the start of the death zone. Uh, Sergei reported by the radio that they were in good shape and would begin their trek towards the summit the next day at 1 a.m. I guess you have to start going. I think the way it works is, like, I think at higher altitudes, you can, like, the sun rises earlier, I would think. I don't know. I don't know. But basically, you have to make it to the top and back before it gets dark at night. So that day, they turned around after like 800 feet because their headlamp stopped working. Mountain gods telling them to go back. They did not. After, uh, so on, on May 21st, they... They finally made their way back to Camp 4. Because you can't stay at Camp 4. You have to go back if, if you can't. If you don't go right to the summit, you have to go back. So after the first two attempts, the couple finally began their ascent on, like, for real, on May 22nd. And due to the absence of oxygen sublimation, because Francis wanted to be the first woman to not use oxygen sublimation, um... The couple moved more slowly than everyone else and summited dangerously late in the day. As a result, they had to spend another night in the death zone, and during the evening, the two became separated. So they're walking in the, in the death zone. Um, Sergei made his way to the, to the ground, only to find that his wife had not yet arrived. So then he went back for her and died too? Worried, he made his way back up to find her. The details are uncertain, but on May 23rd, an Uzbek team that was climbing the last few hundred meters of the summit encountered Francis, half-conscious and affected by oxygen deprivation and frostbite. Because she was unable to move on her own, they attended her with their oxygen and carried her down as far as they could before they ran out of it. So they, they carried her like a little bit and then they ran out of oxygen themselves so they had to make it down without her. Um, on their way down, they encountered Sergei on his way up to find her. And that was the last time he was seen alive. 
So they told him, like, hey, your wife's dying. And then no, like, I don't think they knew who he was. Gosh. They Like, you don't... These people are all strangers. Yeah. Like, you don't know them. And then when you get to the bottom, you're like, oh, shit, that's the guy, whatever. The next morning, Ian Woodall and others encountered Frances Wall on their way to the summit. She was found where she was left the evening before, and she was still alive. She, she made it through the whole night. Sergey's ice pick and rope were found right near there, but he was nowhere to be found, and his body has never been found. Aliens. Frances begged for the couple to help her, and they called off their own expedition and tried to relocate it relocate her so they tried to move her for over an hour but due to her poor condition and the perilous location she was found in it was impossible to move her and she died lying on her side clipped to her guide rope which was the guide rope that was attached to sergey and unattached she is given the nickname sleeping beauty for her position on the mountain and sergey was found years later dead from a fall while he was trying to rescue his wife yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Dad, a real one. Yeah. At least he went back for her. I don't understand how you can... I don't know. Maybe you, like... I guess if you're, like, wearing face masks and shit, and you're walking, and, like, I guess you wouldn't... She was holding... She was probably holding the guide rope, and then the guide rope, like, broke off or something, and she didn't know. That sucks. They don't, like, discuss beforehand, like, hey, if we get separated, what are we going to do? Sounds like a very poor planning. They probably did, but, I mean, she yeah. was probably half half conscious yeah. and just kind of laid down somewhere. That's tough. I got hypothermia once. Did you really? It was it was terrifying. Damn. It, was, it wasn't that bad, but it was, like, I was on the mountain, and we got high, we went like higher and higher up. And then I just started feeling nauseous and like really hot all of a sudden. And I was like, I need to go in somewhere. And then I all, like, all I wanted to do was just sleep. Like we got back in the lodge and I was just like putting my head on the table. And like, I was like sweating, sweating, sweating. And then someone was like, oh my God, she has hypothermia. And they were like giving my parents like hot packs to put all over my body. Even though I was like sweating because my body like didn't know how to react. Damn. Yeah. I don't know if that counts as hypothermia, but, like, these people said I had it, so I don't know. It's like know. when alcoholics sweat, but they shiver. That's similar to hypothermia. I mean, you, you do that usually when you have, like, the flu or something, too, when you're mm-hmm. sick, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, but, all you, is that all you had? Yeah, that was my last story. Wasn't it really, uh, it was very interesting. really nice and kind? I hope Joey listens to this podcast. I'm going to be pissed if he doesn't because this podcast is because of him. Yeah. He told me he doesn't listen to it, so I, I've been forwarding him directly to his text messages, our podcast. Damn. All you Damn. fans out there, if you're friends with Joey, forward him this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. You're a real one. Yeah, so all these people are like perfectly preserved on the mountain, but if uh, climate change keeps happening, then they're all going to um, fall down. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Someone said something about, like, bones and stuff coming out of the ground, but I don't I don't think that's possible. Doesn't sound like it if everything's preserved. Like, uh, how yeah. can your skin, your skin's frozen on, everything's frozen on, you can't, 
That can't happen. I don't know. No idea. Whatever. I'm not a scientist. I'm the furthest thing from a scientist. So you want to climb Mount Everest? Mount Washington. Yeah, that's good. If there was... Do you think there's anyone you know that would ever climb Mount Everest or attempt to? Yeah. Who? Jeff. Jeff Kucha. The dude that was here sitting on the couch for the fantasy football draft. Remember uh-huh. when he was talking about how he got fucking abandoned in Wyoming and he had to go hitchhiking? Yeah, what was that? I, don't, I didn't hear that story. My guy is like, he's an insane skier and shit. So he's just like a very like outdoorsy kind of character. Nice. Ames might. I think Ames would. Yeah, right? Uh, but you also, it's not just being like athletic. It's also being like crazy. Like you can't just be a normal person like and do it. dedicated to the mountain and like just like you gotta wake up at and all like crazy wanting hours. and like basically wanting like being okay with dying there and being stuck there forever. Right. Like. Yeah, that's about. Like a one in seven. A little too high for your boy. Whew. Shit. If they were paying me a hundred thousand dollars to climb Everest, then maybe. Yeah, I know, right. That's the th- that's the other thing. Like you're paying, a f- like, in some of these countries, you're paying the amount of money of like two houses and to climb a mountain for just a hundred thousand dollars. You sleep with a rotting corpse in a cave. It's not rotting though. Oh yeah, that's right. You sleep with a frozen corpse in a cave, and then you. Oh my god, that's brutal, man. Yeah. But it's like. It's like, I don't, I don't like, you don't even like, it doesn't even look like they're dead. Like, that's what it looks like. That's what Green Boots is. Yeah, that's just like, that, that's, that's nuts. Like, it, they're just frozen in place. Yeah. That, I think that they're shit, not, look, and they're that not shit decom- looks even more weird to me, though. That's, and they're not decomposing either. Yeah, that's, that's wild. So I don't even know if that, that might not actually bother me that much, hypothetically. Like. If you type in green boots, Mount Everest, or Sleeping Beauty Mount Everest, you can see the pictures. It's just so they just so like, sad. Are they sideways or anything? And they? then this like these people are climbing, and then that's her, oh, just frozen, like almost vertical, basically. Yeah. Wow, that's a trip, man. Yeah. All right, so. Sorry, I'm just looking at yeah, right. at dead bodies on because I'm gruesome. Sick. You can't even see they look. You can't even see them. They just look like people that are taking naps on the mountain, which is, e- I don't even, like, it's even more creepy, I think. Right. Than, like, see, because it looks like they could just, like, stand up and start walking towards you. I feel like that's... Yo, Elon. <laughs> Yo, Elon, help these people. So, for this week's music, is that is that where we're going with this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, the original version of this song, I don't really fuck with. Jack Harlow, like who the fuck's Jack Harlow? But I know motherfuckers in this area know who Slitty Riss is, because every time we throw a show out here, they'd be like, "Yo, is Slitty performing?" And I'd be like, "I don't know, maybe." Slitty threw down some legendary elevated shows out here. Greasy Luck, No Probs, Open the Portal. My guy's killing it out here. So this is for the New Bedford characters and the Providence Fools. This is a great remix to What's Poppin'. It's called. Melanin popping in parentheses slip mix. 
by your boy, Slitty Wrist. I hope the homie's doing well. Definitely. Oh, man. I can't wait to get back to doing shows because now I'm healthy enough to carry my own equipment. So I am capable of doing a full send show. I threw down a seven-hour DJ set at a wedding. Like, I stood on my feet all day. Like, I'm out here. I'm ready to fucking send it. So, uh, Charlie Baker, give us a green light, man. I'm ready to make some money again. That'd be pretty tight. Uh, Ali Novo Pova. Whoa. Whoa. How dare you disgrace me on my own podcast. Ali Novo Piva in high power. Um... Um, yeah, um, send me your bar stories. We don't even talk <laughs> T- about the bar Hashtag, hashtag TBT, TBT to the early episodes. Send me your bar stories. Just send me some fucking... Sh- oh, I think we have a special guest next week, too. Oh, okay. So... I hope you get another microphone because this one's, uh... Yep. Amazon two to three days shipping, so we out here. All right. Uh, yeah. I love you all so much. Enjoy this track. Yo, it's your boy Slitty the Wrist coming from Providence, Rhode Island. You already know. Let me know what's popping. Yeah. Melanin energy popping. Pick a bitch like just dropped it. Adrenaline bouncing. Might have to give her an offspring. Acid tap the hot conscious. You already know how I'm rocking. If you broke, nigga, just stop it. Gotta boss up, no option. Melanin energy popping. Pick a bitch like just dropped it. Adrenaline bouncing. Might have to give her an offspring. Acid tap the hot conscious. You already know how I'm rocking. I had to get her regardless. They gonna think that I'm robbing. Whoa, who's, who's that kid? Pull up with the whole group of black kids. If you try to snitch, get your ass kicked. Black Lives Matter, we can't kill fascists. On the track list, I feel in these words like it's mad lips. Coronavirus, I'm mad sick. And slid it up like a mastic. You a square, I'm a star like Patrick. Plus, I got way more bars in a bank safe. Don't trap while you stay, cause it ain't safe. Been here blazing grade A for like eight days. Gunning for me, better ain't straight. Couple clips on the A, can't make up gang weight. Lays maintain that they gang bang. Claiming you real, now you trying to save face. How many times you gonna let these vultures come in the game and emulate our culture? I hear another insult to a person of color. I'm stabbing you on acupuncture. Vulgar races get ruptured. You and your boy look like two rats. Piggy in the brain got a new do that, you rap like a white dude in a do-rack, got mine. Melanin energy popping, pick a bitch like just dropped it. Adrenaline bouncing, might have to give her an offspring. Acid tap the hot conscious, you already know how I'm rocking. If you broke, nigga, just stop it. Gotta boss up, no option. Melanin energy popping, pick a bitch like just dropped it. Adrenaline bouncing, might have to give her an offspring. Acid tap the hot conscious, you already know how I'm rocking. I had to get her regardless, they gonna think that I'm robbing. No matter what number your bank said, that doesn't mean that you can't rap. She distracted with the fat ass, but she got dope in her ass crack. Do not, do not be worried where I'm at. Come try this batch with lab rat. I, I found a way to make mad stats. Collect these payments from Aflac. Swag, swag. Post it right up on the app, apps. Acid tabs in my knapsack. Don't you ever try to grab that. Fat chance. That strap. It'll peel your cap and go rat tat. Had no option, man. I gotta do it. Then I cooked it up like some ratatouille. I be spitting with these niggas drooling. Pick up the pen and put down a toolie. No guns, words hit like bullets. No blunt, so we smoking doobies. I be with my dog like a Shaggy Scooby. Unlock your phone, hit the money side, type in 66 and then send it to me. Melanin energy popping. 
Think if he died, just dropped it. Adrenaline bouncing, might have to give her an offspring. Acid tap the high conscious. You already know how I'm rocking. If it broke, nigga, just stop it. Gotta boss up, no option. Melanin energy popping. Pick up your just dropped it. Adrenaline bouncing, might have to give her an offspring. Acid tap the high conscious. You already know how I'm rocking. I had to get her regardless. They gonna think that I'm robbing. Hell no. You, you can't keep up with the tempo. Stop playing games like Nintendo. Send that shit straight to my Venmo. I got 17, I need 10 more. Straight to the top like your Shendo. Style so existential. It is futuristic and it's retro. Flex big, yeah, save less. Direct deposit my paycheck to my current balance. is full of O's. I still keep some bones in my mattress, though. Sell your soul for a pot of gold. You ain't even worth 10 cents. I'm giving you valuable lessons. I need compensation for my presence. Pay up, there ain't no guest list. No special treatment, get back in line. Never knock another man's hustle, but they trying to come up on selling dimes. I'm trying to come up on selling rhymes. Never sell myself or sell all my guys. New merch if you want to buy. Tapping slitty wrist with a dollar sign. Melanin energy popping. Pick up your guy, just dropped it. Adrenaline bouncing. Might have to give her an offspring. Acid tap the high conscious. You already know how I'm rocking. If you broke, nigga, just stop it. Gotta boss up, no option. Melanin energy popping. Pick up your guy, just dropped it. Adrenaline bouncing. Might have to give her an offspring. Acid tap the high conscious. You already know how I'm rocking. I had to get her regardless. They gonna think that I'm robbing. Melanin energy popping.